Hi, everybody. I'm Pastor Joshua Serrano. And I am Pastor Jeremy Serrano. Welcome to the Serrano Brothers Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Serrano Brothers Podcast. We are at episode number six, and today we are talking Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Let's do this. I mean, I think it's interesting for us to be talking about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because we are two pastors who do martial arts. I mean... That's interesting to me. Uh, turns out there are other pastors and priests and stuff who do martial arts too. But, but uh, we want to start talking about our like journey in martial arts, how we how we got started. Yeah. Uh, do you remember your first day of as a kid going into uh, Cepeda Brothers Martial Arts in La Mesa? Yeah, they they are a Kempo school, right? And uh, I I I do remember. Do you? We were wearing regular clothes, and uh, Dad he just put us in the class, and we were there, and they were doing like a horse. We I remember doing a horse stance for the first time, and like doing inward block and lockout punches. And do you remember? Was that is that what you remember? I do, I do, uh, uh, and. And I remember, I remember it being really hard because we hadn't done anything like it before, but it was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that school was really interesting because they, uh, they put a high value on kind of on discipline, right? you know, bowing and showing respect and loud key eyes and, um, and, and and for people who don't know what kempo is, it's a it's a form of karate, and 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 so there's a lots of kicking and punching, kind of the the typical stuff that you would see with karate. I think kempo. I, I mean, now having you know being 42 years old, knowing the martial arts world and what differentiates martial arts from each other, I think kempo is really slappy. Like they 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 put a value on those like you know, um, kind of slapping moves, right? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, uh, I, yeah, so, uh, I, yeah, Kempo is definitely a slappy martial art. Um, that's not to mean it's, it, it's bad in any way, but that's just kind of like Taekwondo is about kicks, you know, like, you know, so the, just different kinds of martial arts, uh, have different, um, flavors, right? Right. One of the things I did value about doing Kempo is uh, when it came to sparring, we did full contact sparring. You know, we we punched to the face. We kicked to the, you know. More times than I can count. Right. Right. Um, and by the way, just as a side note, I think it's a value. Everybody should be hit in the face at least once in their life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Because I think people would talk a lot less smack online or to each other in person if they actually knew what it felt like to be punched in the face you know yeah yeah i'm not i i'm i don't think you're i don't think you're advocating for violence right now but what i think you're you're trying to say is is that uh a lot of people write checks with their mouth that their bodies can't cash that's for sure uh, and uh, we just live in a society nowadays where um, 
people think freedom of speech means freedom from consequences. And that's not to say that people should go around hitting other people. They shouldn't. Uh, but, uh, you know, 150 years ago when dueling was a thing, you know, people showed a little more courtesy to each other because uh, they knew they would have to back up actions with their mouths or with their bodies, with, you know, by from what they said. And, uh, and and I know how to I know how to kick. I know how to punch. I've been punched. I've been kicked. And I don't want to fight. I don't want to. I don't want right. to get into any kind of fights with people. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that like, uh, uh, we need more courtesy because violence is a real thing in the world. No, I, I, I think you're right about that. And the people who are quick to move to, to violent actions, um, probably are the people who are least trained in it because right. they don't really know the consequences of of punching somebody in the face you could punch somebody in the face they could go down and hit their head on a curb and then that's it you got manslaughter on you you know like um anything can happen in a violent situation that could just go it could turn on a dime and um so this is not at all advocating for violence um but to but to say really that uh we should understand it we should understand how bodies can move we understand what this is yeah. um so that we don't <laughs> that old uh maybe it's a cliche is you learn you learn it so you don't have to use it um right there's all kinds of like like i'd rather be a what is it a a warrior in a garden than a, a gardener in a war right right there's all right. kind of like sayings and stuff like that but I think there's ultimately some real truth to those sayings, right? Like, <laughs> like I feel like because I've done martial arts my whole life, I know when something is just scary and when something is really dangerous. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And that's a good point. Get really dangerous, I run. I, I grab. Yeah, I get out of there. I get the people I'm with, and I go because I don't want to be in a dangerous situation. Right, right. So, so we did tempo Kemp, starting off right, um, and then um, for me, kind of some of the the forms. Do you still? Oh, I. Oh yeah, I could probably do up until like long form three still, just out of memory. Yeah, I don't think. I, um, I think I could do the first, the first two maybe maybe the second one what belt did you make it to in kempo i think a blue yeah i made it to green belt and i was like really close to to brown um before you going going for brown what was that before you started doing brazilian jiu-jitsu no, no, that was uh, so I so I did Kempo up until like 19 or 20. And then I remember I started getting involved in boxing and kickboxing. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And so at the same time I was doing Kempo, um, I started doing boxing and kickboxing and I was actually like teaching cardio kickboxing classes for like exercise at the, at the gym. Um, God, you did that. And, uh, and then I even did a smoker. A smoker is a fight where, you know, your gyms get together with local gyms and they hold matches against each other. 
uh, and it just so happened that I fought somebody on the Marine kickboxing team and he was bigger than me. And uh, I remember of that. No, go ahead. So, so I remember it was so much fun watching. And I remember in the first round, you doing really well and I, and and thinking oh, hey man Josh actually is 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 doing okay here like like the guy was ducking and weaving and and I was like okay he he may make it through this whole thing and then i remember in the second round you eating a lot of punches <laughs> and and going and 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 as a part of the second round i remember i had to kind of hold mom back because mom was on the ring, like like at the ringside, hitting the ring. Fight back, Josh, fight back. <laughs> do you remember any of that? Uh, so I do, re I, I, remember, I remember the first round going okay. Like I was hitting the guy, you know, and um, he was just possuming me. I mean, he, that's, that's what was happening, right? right. So, uh, and then the second round, um, he just started throwing his hands more. And by the end of the round, I just remember being in the corner, just with my hands up, you know, and and then them calling time. Um, I do remember hearing mom saying, fight, you know, but like, I just couldn't move. Like my, I'd, I'd been hit a lot in the face. And um, when we get to the corner, my, my instructor, Richard Scott, he's looking at me, he goes, hey, Josh, say the number one for me right now. And I'm just looking at him, he goes, hey, say the number two. And he, and he, and then he starts taking off my gloves. He goes, you had a good fight, son, you know? And I'm, and I'm looking at my gloves going, what's happened? Why is he taking off my gloves? I have another round still to do, you know? So uh, it was the right call on, on the, on my coach's part. Uh, and, but and when the guy, you know, when I said that you ate a lot of punches, the guy, it wasn't like a boxing match that you like see on TV where, where he, where they're like swinging away at each other. I just remember him just like, throwing lots of punch, you know, throwing lots of punches and you just, yeah. them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, and, and that's exactly what happened. You know, <laughs> I, I don't even think he was punching me super knockout hard. He was just throwing his hands out and I was eating them, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, I did that at a school called arena martial arts in point Loma arena martial arts in point Loma. And that was before there's a new arena martial arts in point Loma. And that was not the same school. Um, it seems like that location just goes through different like owners and schools and different kind of martial arts. Right. Because uh, after Arena closed, it became the University of Jiu-Jitsu, the Ribeiro School. Uh, it was in that exact location. And then and uh, after that, right now, it's called like Arena Martial Arts again. And there's something like that. I think Arena Martial Arts was next door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I did boxing, kickboxing, and then went to um, grad school. And I did Kempo for a little while there. Um, but I, I was just realizing that Kempo wasn't for me anymore. Um, and that's, um, that's when I kind of stopped doing martial arts. But back when we lived in San Diego, I did volunteer work at a youth center. And I did it with a guy named Greg McIntyre. And uh, he would talk to me about jujitsu all the time. He's a black belt uh, in jujitsu. Um, 
Uh, he did some MMA fights. He's an MMA fighter. And so he would just talk to me about jujitsu and he would talk to me about MMA and, and actually eating right. And, and uh, it, was, it was really cool. I think for a good solid year, him, him and I volunteered at the same time at the school. And so he talked to me about jujitsu. And uh, right before I moved up to Pasadena, I did like one jujitsu class. It was a no-gi jujitsu class. And I was like, oh, this is cool. So I always had it in my head. And um, so right before moving out to, um, right before going up to grad school, uh, I had stopped doing martial arts in general. And then, then I was probably about 22 when I stopped doing martial arts. And then a few years later, we go to grad school. And, you know, I missed doing martial arts. I missed it. I missed doing martial arts, you know, and, and I was realizing maybe, maybe really jujitsu is what I should be doing, but we're in grad school, right? I mean, we're, we're studying eight hours a day. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't really do any jujitsu in grad school and then come back down from my internship and I start doing jujitsu for reals. And that was at a, the school's was victory MMA in Point Loma. Uh, and that's, I was there for a solid year or two before, uh, we moved up to the Bay area. And so that's, that's when I started doing jujitsu. What about you? I, I, I don't remember when you started exactly. I, all I remember is you getting me into it, but I can't, did we train at the same school for a while when we first started in, in La Cunata? No, no, I never, I never went to that school. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It was like M3 and, and, and the original instructor was Wander Braga and then Alessandre Navais took that over and, and, you know, uh, um, I think that's how I started. Yeah. What year was that for you? I don't remember. I honestly, like 20, 2010, 2011, something like that. Okay. You know, around there. And, and yeah. I remember like for the first year, like I was like, like I did it, you know, like I was in it. I got my blue belt after like a year and a half. You know? Wow. And then, and then what do I, what do blue belts do? They disappear. They disappear. And so, so <laughs> I, I would kind of go back for six months and then not train for a year and then go back for three months and not train for a year. And then go, you know, like, so, so I always tell people that my, my Brazilian jiu-jitsu journey is one of always returning. <laughs> always coming back. Always coming back. But it was always coming back. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't stop, you know, it, it's, it's something that speaks to my soul, speaks to my body. Yeah. And, and, and so I just keep coming back to it. But I think it's important for people to know, like, what is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Because mm -hmm. people ask me, oh, you do karate. They'll see my gear. They'll they'll see that I post. And they're like, oh, that's cool. You do karate. And and they don't really, like, people don't really know the differences between, you know, uh, martial arts. And so how would you, like, how do you describe Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to people? So I describe it kind of like wrestling. I say, you know, Jesus is kind of like wrestling, but the goal isn't to get somebody on their back. The goal is to submit them with 
chokes or joint manipulation. And so that's, and, um, and I'll say that, yeah, that's, that is basically, it, it's the basic, you know, for, for the widest audience, it's kind of like wrestling. That's, that's the best way I can describe it. You know, um, even, you know, liking it to judo doesn't make a lot of sense to most people because they don't know what most people don't know what judo is. If you look at television shows, judo chop, you know, that's not judo, you know, uh, uh, so that you, they just wouldn't have any clue. Um, but people get wrestling. People get, I think, understand what wrestling is. Yeah, wrestling um, is kind of in our culture, but judo, I think it's only people in the martial arts world that, that watch judo at the Olympics. And that's right. But everybody has a wrestling team. Every you know, everybody knows wrestling, and and I describe it the same way: is that that uh, jujitsu is is wrestling, but we choke each other. That's what I say. Because mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know. What do you mean by joint manipulation? What do you mean by you know what I mean? Like like just wrestling with choking. That's what it is. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. What What do you think is for you? So, I how long have you done jujitsu for? On and off. So you started in 2010? Yeah, so 12 years. Yeah, and I probably started about 2011. Yeah. Uh, you said you got your blue belt in a year and a half. It took me, I think, four and a half years to get my blue belt. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, and now I've had my blue belt for, I think, going on five years Yeah. Um, now. Uh, so I'm a blue belt with four stripes and you're a blue belt with one stripe. Is that right? I got two stripes. Uh, I keep one on there uh, only because it won't come off because the school mm -hmm. I'm at currently doesn't do stripes. They don't do stripes for blue belts at all? They don't do stripes for anybody except for black belts. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So so they don't they don't put any kind of stripes on and 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 once uh, i mean when i first started this school they're like oh who gave you the stripes and i was like oh i used to train you know uh back there and and uh and they're like oh yeah this school doesn't do stripes and so i was like oh okay so i i took i took one off that i could take off and then the other one was kind of so deeply embedded in the belt that i can't that i have to like use a knife to get it off so i just leave it on right on Right. That's interesting. I did. I haven't heard of schools doing no stripes on any belt level. That's interesting. That's cool. That's cool. Where are you training now? I train at Saber in Saber Jiu-Jitsu under uh, Bryant, and and I, I I don't know I don't know how to say his last name. Do you know how to say his last name? Pangillian. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. We call him Coach Bryant. So, so, um, but it's it's a it's a really really good school. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, when I found it and I first walked into the school, I, it felt like going home. You know, mm. people were were. It's always nerve wracking walking in to the gym, and it's especially nerve wracking when you're coming back again. And I come, you know, I'd come back again a lot, right? And, right. And, and the people were just so encouraging, come up and, you know, the black belt came up to me and he goes, Hey man, you know, where are you coming from? Ask me questions. He goes, how long been, since you've trained? I was been, Oh, it's probably like, you know, before the pandemic. And he was like, go easy on yourself. He goes, do what you can, nice. do what you can, um, um, push yourself, 
but go easy on yourself. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for, for giving me permission. And I didn't finish the warmups that day. I didn't, you know, like, like I wasn't able to, 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 to do everything. And then after class, he was like, Hey, I, I really saw you pushing yourself. I saw you couldn't do everything, uh, but I saw you pushing yourself. See you next week. Yeah. Nice. And I was like, nice. I was like Whoa, man. Like encouraging, uh, affirming, um, friendly, but working hard. You know, yeah. like, there are some serious competitors at this gym. Yeah. And, and, and I thought, Oh, this, this is exactly how the culture of a school should be. And that starts at the very top. Bryant is like, Agreed. you know, constantly. And, and, and it's a very jokey gym. Like people joke with each other. And um, one of my favorite things about it is we have a, a strict, no coaching policy. So if you are, are, are rolling, only instructors can coach. Mm. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So, so the way that we, we, we kind of deal with that and, and, you know, when people want to like encourage and talk and stuff. And, and so if, if somebody, you know, if, if a match is going on, people will yell like, Hey, Josh, do that one move, do that one move. Like that's their coaching which isn't any, you know what I mean? Like, it's no help at all. <laughs> zero help at all. Right. <laughs> That's funny. That's and funny. I remember last week or the week before I was rolling with a guy. The guy got on top and and he he didn't see that he could easily get me in the bow and arrow. And and so Brian starts coaching them. And I was like, no coaching, no coaching to the head. This is the owner of the gym, right? <laughs> he can coach, right? That's the rule. He, he can, he's the coach, right? And he was like, I do what I want. It's my gym. <laughs> I mean, it's just a great atmosphere. Just a great atmosphere. You know? Yeah. When, when I moved uh, here to, to the San Mateo or I I'm, I'm in San Carlos, but uh, I had, I did like the Google research of all the schools near here. And I, I was like, okay, I'm going to go visit all these different schools and, and really try to find my home. And when I walked into my school and I went for it for the first time, I went, Oh, Oh, this is it. Like, I, there's nowhere else to go. Uh, I felt immediately at home. People were nice. People were encouraging. Um, and uh, it just had a real kind of a, like family atmosphere to it. Um, there's a lot of kids class that takes place. There's a lot of black belts, uh, a lot of hard, a lot of hard competitors, but it's a real good, it's a real good atmosphere. The people who tend to be, um, the people there who who are like they come to the first couple classes thinking they're gonna big egos you know uh they want to hurt people they want to like really do it they tend to weed themselves out yeah. um very quickly because our school just doesn't deal with that uh so it's it's not the culture of our gym our our the culture of our gym seems to be really family oriented yeah. um and there's some really great competitors at our school, uh, really good, good people. And and I think the culture says a lot. I think that keeps me staying. I mean, I love jujitsu in general, but the culture, I think, makes all the difference in the world. Because if you have somebody... Uh, Josh, uh, go ahead. 
last night i it's been a long week right so we're 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 filming this on and recording this on saturday and um so last night on friday night i um i i go into the bedroom and i lay down it's been a long week and i know class is coming at six o'clock it's five o'clock and i'm like i'm not gonna go i'm just not gonna go because i'm gonna have to warm up and i probably won't finish because i'm just not feeling it and i'm gonna have to work with somebody and i'm just not good enough you know like like th that self-talk just starts right and two things work in my benefit. One is I have a wife who is really encouraging. She, yeah. like, I can never, ever use my wife as an excuse to not go to jujitsu because she is always telling me to go. She she sees the benefits of it in my life and is always like, hey, you should go tonight. Hey, you should go tonight. You should get up and go tomorrow morning. Like, she's just 100% encouraging for it. And so I'm laying there in bed and, and she goes like, hey, you should go tonight. You always feel better when you go. And she was like, how about this? Just put your gi on and go sit in the parking lot. <laughs> and I'm like, God, I love you. Uh, and so uh, so I was like, and then I started thinking about the culture of the gym. Like, yeah. I could go and skip warm-ups and they're still going to be encouraging. I can, yeah. like, like, it's my presence there, not my performance that they seem to appreciate mm -hmm. that's good and, and that and i was like i'll go was it a super aggressive hard workout night not at all did i learn a couple of really cool moves that i didn't know before i was glad that i went you know? yeah yeah that's... before with other gyms because i've trained at a bunch of other gyms because i've moved around a lot the culture wasn't there like that where where and 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 so the culture here drew me in rather than mm. yeah that's i think that's well said i think that's well said um what do you think the toughest part for you about jujitsu is getting in my car and going <laughs> i mean i mean but seriously i mean like like for me the the toughest part is is the men like it is the hardest physical thing that i do and i i'm never going to be able to do some of the stuff that the really muscular guys do like like you just can't come i have to compare myself to yesterday not to all the people around me, right and so the toughest part is making the decision to go and do a very very physical and ego killing activity Mm, that's I think that's really well said because uh, in in the gym and and for those I think martial arts in general uh, the really the person you're competing against is yourself constantly right and it's easy to forget that it's easy to look at the other person next to you and go oh there's they're getting so much better than me uh, or they're I'm never going to beat this person you know, uh, but that's, that doesn't matter at all. What matters is, is are you getting better every day? Are you striving to improve yourself? You know, that's the only person you're competing against is yourself. That's it. Right. So this is a perishable skill, right? Like I recognize that as I'm coming back again and again and again, 
And so I've learned to to recognize um, progress in myself. Yeah. So when I first start again, and somebody's just smashing me inside control, I've learned like, oh, I I I don't know what to do here. I've forgotten what to do. I used to be able to know what to do, but right now, you know, I've forgotten. And then as I go longer and learn and remember and and it, and this comes back to me, I I I see that as progress. Like, okay, I'm still getting smashed, but I know to frame first. I know to push away and get my knee in. I know to block for the choke. I you know, and so I see each one of those steps, even though I'm still getting smashed as progress. Yeah, for sure. I had somebody in a technical mount and and I'm like trying to work all these submissions and I'm 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 going I forgot this I forgot you know cuz he was blocking the kimura and I'm like okay well what do I do now like like I've forgotten those things and then the more and more that I do it I go I remember and I'm and I'm so I I see all of those little things as progress progress for me isn't smashing the dude and submitting him it's remembering and learning more yeah that's good I like that. Yeah. Oh, if there's one thing for you. Oh, right. Well, right now, what I'm really working on is, is not, um, is flowing when I roll with people a little bit more. So sometimes we can get too attached to a position or a submission, you know, like we see, you know, we're trying to go for an Americana and it's just not happening. It's not happening, but, but we can be setting up, you know, an Americana to maybe an arm bar or maybe to, 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 to try to uh, get a reaction out of the person to switch up the submissions. And that's kind of what I'm working on right now is, is that flow so that I'm not just staying mentally attached to one position um that's that's really what i how i'm measuring progress right now so like when i go to the gym i'm like okay remember to flow don't just stay attached to a move you know um that kind of thing and and to be looking for other things um looking for other submissions while i'm trying to do one submission you know uh to really try that that you know it's um it's really the chess game portion that I'm working on. So, um, and just in general, like I'm trying to be better at like guard and, and side control escapes. I feel like if I could have a good guard and good side control escapes, like my jujitsu would be much better. Uh, right. I feel like I'm pretty good on top cause I'm big, I'm a big guy. Like, so it's easy to smash people. It's easy to, you know, I, I can, I can keep the position if I'm on top most of the time. Um, a lot of the time it, it's, but once, once I get on my back, I, I have issues. And so that's, that's really where I want my game to improve is to feel more comfortable doing that. Um, couple of years ago, I did a jiu-jitsu tournament in 2019. Uh, and one of the most frustrating things happened is I didn't really work takedowns. I didn't really work my stand-up game. 
And so I just, we just both were there and, and it felt like we we're pushing each other away the whole time. And I, and, and that bothered me so much because it felt, I felt so foolish going, why can't we, why can't something happen here? Right. And, and since I'm in a really big division, like, a I'm, I'm in the, the ultra heavyweight division, uh, you don't want to be on the bottom. So nobody's going to try to really pull guard because uh, the person who lands on top usually is the person who wins. Right. Uh, so, so I started working on my standup game and, and now I feel comfortable standing up with people. I feel like I, I'm not great at it, but I, at least I know when I'm in danger and when I'm not in danger, you know? Um, so I think that's been an improvement for me in the last few years. Uh, have you have you competed before? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah, I've done two competitions. I did one down in LA, um, when I first got my blue belt, and I felt like I did really, I lost, but I felt like I did well for just beginning to compete. You know, mm. um, and and I was pretty happy. My, like the thing I remember most about the competition is I was able to do an arm drag to a body lock on the guy. And, and then, and then I took him down, but he ended up on top. So, so mm. I remember that. And then the last competition I did was kind of an in-house. It wasn't, it was, in, it was at the UFC gym and all the UFC gyms come and compete. And I froze. And so, and the guy took me down and bow and arrow choked me like in one move, you know? Um, so, uh, uh, but I want to compete again. Yeah. 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 What about you? Masters is masters this year. Master going to masters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, There's one in January in Stockton. Yeah. I'm trying to drop a weight class right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really trying to get from ultra heavy to just uh just heavy. Just heavy. Basically 220 208 to 223 yeah. is what I'm trying to get to. Uh cuz I realize that people in the ultra heavy class like since I'm already on the the cusp of that like I fought in a tournament this summer uh and the guy that I went up against he was 63 I think and 300 pounds. And so the guy had like 60 pounds on me. Um, for that his takedown he basically spun you like a helicopter yeah that's that's exactly how he took me down uh uh he was he, uh you know the grip fighting i i was really proud of my grip fighting i was really proud of the way i was standing up and and i even sub i even attempted a uh collar drag on him but I'll, I'll never forget like i i got in the collar drag position i went down and like my butt almost hit the floor and he did not move and so I pulled myself up back to standing position on his collar. Like that's how big the dude is. Uh, the dude was. And, and uh, I was like, Oh man, this is going to be rough. And then he basically helicoptered me onto the floor. Right. Uh, and then he got on top and, and he was, once he was on top, that was it. Uh, he got me. So. Um, how do you deal with kind of the, the ego of being like, of like having to submit all the time. That's a good question. And getting smashed and, you know, especially by, by um, smaller people, uh, uh, by um, 
Yeah. I think you just got to get used to it. Like you just got to get used to the fact that you're going to get caught. Like you're, you're, you're never going to be the best person in the room. That's the thing with jujitsu. There's always somebody better than you. Uh, and even people who are not as good as you, they have the potential if they keep on training, if they're, you know, younger, if they're, you know, like, or whatever. I mean, if they're consistent and they know jujitsu and they keep on coming, they'll get better than you. And then you got to deal with that too. Uh, and that's okay. You know, uh, uh, you really have to leave your ego out of it and, and just accept the fact that it's, it's going to happen. Um, and cause one day you might catch somebody too. Like that's just the name. That's just the nature of this thing. Um, I mean, and, and, and what I do, and maybe this is my own ego thing, but like, I count, I counted a win if I don't get submitted as much. I counted a win if if I can like get a sweep or if I can get out of a person's position, you know? Like I think you're going back to what I was I was trying to ask you before about progress. And like yeah. like so for you those little like oh I got the sweep, I got the what did you just say? Um just reversing a position, yeah. Reversing the like, like for those, those are all little wins for you. That's progress for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. With Definitely, you. and I do that too. Yeah, like uh, I was uh, rolling with a really muscular guy the other day, and he was trying to do kind of this half guard sweep, and I saw it. And and he saw that I saw it and I said no to this sweep. Like I said no, right? And he goes, Oh, you saw it. Like this is while we're rolling. And I was like, Yeah. And he, and he goes, I'm gonna move on. And he so he so he swept me in a different way, right? But I was like, I saw right. it, I stopped it. For me, that was a win. He tapped me five times in five minutes. But for me, I was like, that was a win. Because he saw it. Because you were able to, you're, I saw that's improvement. I it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. What else should we talk about? I feel like we've been talking for a while now. I think that's a good place for us to wrap up. Cool. Uh, well, Jer, it's always good talking with you, man. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Peace.